I'm Katie, registered dietitian, wife to Jeremy, and mom to three littles. As a dietitian with an integrative approach, my goal is to take complex topics ranging from metabolic health, weight loss, and even hormones, and to simplify them down so that you can use this info to inform your decisions and really to grow into the healthiest you possible. With guests ranging from fellow nutrition professionals and entrepreneurs to fireside chats with friends, my hope is that you find this podcast fun, informative, and empowering. This is the Simply Functional Nutrition Podcast with Katie. Welcome everyone this morning I'm or evening, afternoon, wherever you're listening from, whenever you're listening from, I want to welcome you today. I'm really excited about the guests that I have. It is my new-ish friend, Carla. We've kind of kept in touch and followed along over social media over the last year or two, but finally got to meet in person earlier this fall. And her story is one that I think so many of y'all will resonate with. It's a story of healing and pursuing more from a holistic route, which of course, if you are following along or if you're new to this podcast, that is what we're all about here. So really excited to welcome my friend Carla Grice on. We're fellow beauty counter buds, but have um, have found that we have so much more that we kind of relate, kind of so much more that we align on. So I'm excited to have her tell her story. So Carla, welcome. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for asking me. It's such an honor. Yes. Well, I want to give you the opportunity to just go ahead and dive in and tell, tell the people a little bit about you. Who are yeah. you? Where are you from? Um, and we'll just kind of get rolling from there. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's go for it. So um, as Katie introduced me, my name is Carla Grice. I currently live in Birmingham, Alabama, where it is sunny and beautiful and chilly right now. And I am in love with this weather. Um, but I'm originally from South Florida, like deep, deep Miami. Um, but I got as south as you could go, I guess, with sunny South Florida. I love it. I'm obsessed with Florida. I would move back probably in a heartbeat, but Birmingham has grown on my heart for sure. Um, I am from South Florida, like I said, but I have family from Venezuela. So my whole family is Venezuelan, like deep, deep Hispanic roots but I am a first generation American. I was born and raised in Miami. I lived some time in Venezuela, but mostly my parents got a divorce, just kind of stayed in Florida. My mom remarried and we never looked back. So that's kind of where I was born and raised. Love um, came from a Hispanic home. I love it. Speak both Spanish and English. And that's pretty much like my little background. Um, but now I live in the South. Um, like yeah, here. South Florida. I tell people this all the time. South Florida is not this. Absolutely not. The South it's Florida. not, it's a different world. So now you really are a Southern girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're both. You're both. I love that. Um, yeah. well, and so cool. I'm, I have so much respect and just admiration for people that are fluent in multiple languages. I think it's incredible. And, uh, one day it's certainly something on my to-do list is to yeah. learn another <laughs> language. Um, I teach my husband and it's, it's quite a task to teach someone. A is an adult too. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Um, okay. So you have the Hispanic merged with American background. Mm-hmm. Tell me, you know, we're going to get into your kind of health, 
health journey? Because I know you yeah. certainly have a lot to share on that, yeah. but kind of backing up into childhood, maybe into high school, college, what was the environment like that you grew up with? I'm curious, you know, what you grew up eating, what was, yeah. what was medicine or even your family's take on just wellness? Was that something that you were exposed to growing up? Yeah. So, um, not really in the wellness, like holistic route, but when I start to think about what I grew up eating and what people are eating now, it's very different. And I never knew, I never put kind of two and two together until pretty, pretty recent. I am not a snacker at all. I'm not, I don't like snacks, prepackaged snacks. It's not, it's not my thing. I, I didn't grow up eating it. So now it's very different. Like everyone's eating snacks. Everyone's buying prepackaged snacks. And that's just not my thing. And looking back, I, I realized because I grew up, I grew up on full meals, like my mom. So here back, backstory, we grew up, me, my brother and my sister breakfast before school, like full on breakfast, like eggs, toast, waffles, taco milk, all of it. All, all of it right. Um, and then we would get a lunch by my mom put together like stuff that she would wrap in like aluminum foil and, you know, whole meal as well to mm-hmm. school. We would get home, eat another full course meal, like eggs, no, not eggs, sorry, rice, beans, <laughs> chicken, soup, like whole food yes. stuff. And I'm like, wow. I feel like my mom didn't know the background of, she just grew up eating whole food ingredients and she made us whole food ingredient foods and then around eight or nine we would eat another full meal for dinner. <laughs> oh my gosh no wonder you've I, never been a snacker you didn't have a chance yeah, to get no anything. I didn't we never had like beef jerky or you know um goldfish or pre no none of it we just ate meals that we didn't need the, all the all the other snacks so now I'm like I realize why I'm the way that I am and why we eat the way that we eat is because that's how I grew up eating. And that's how my mom, what my mom instilled in us growing up. What a foundation, even if that wasn't intentional, it almost sounds like maybe that was more of a cultural thing. But that's amazing because just like you're saying, they fed us full meals that consisted, you're like saying eggs and toast or beans or all of those are whole foods. We, we now know as adults and I have yeah. become educated on it. We know that's carbs, protein, fat, quality, whole food ingredients that are going to provide satiety. And your mom happened to be giving that to you from an early age yes. and it, it's served you well, honestly, I would oh, say, absolutely. you know, I always tell my, my nutrition clients, I'm like, snacks are there. I'm like, right. uh, they're not off limits. If you are hungry, eat a snack. But if you're eating a satisfying meal and you don't feel like you need a snack, like it's not a must, like meals are where it's at. Let's focus on those. So the fact that you grew up with that foundation, amazing. I I love your mom. Just like putting two and two together. I was like, huh, so interesting. Yes. I even asking my mom, like, what did we eat as babies or, you know, after breast milk, like what did we grow up eating? And she was like, I would make you guys soup. Like I would make a big batch of soup and then um how cool blend it yeah. and put oh, it in little like containers for you guys and freeze it and I'm like wait you made your our oh like our baby food she's like yes, yes. yeah like with <laughs> you know fruits and vegetables and all that I'm like mom thank you yes like I you know okay so that laid that laid your foundation 
Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming carried that into high school, college years, adulthood. Yes. What was that kind of transition period is, is coming into adulthood? Do you feel like you've stuck with that kind of way of eating? Yes. I feel like that kind of um, dropped a little bit during college. Obviously we had a meal plan. It was very hard to, we didn't have a kitchen up until maybe my junior or senior year where we had like an apartment, but I definitely had those foundation moments and those foundational like recipes and how I ate as a kid and definitely instill in my life now. Um, but I feel like for me, it was kind of where my health journey began and not to like pivot, but no, let's pivot. Let's cause yes. that was my next question into it. Yeah. Kind of how, where my health journey began was early college. So Basically what happened was I was feeling all these symptoms, right? I was feeling sluggish. I was feeling tired all the time, brain fog. Um, just, I, I have a pretty extroverted personality. I'm pretty, you know, on all the time. So to be so kind of mellowed out, I, that was a red flag, right? For me and my mom, but I was in college. I was not thinking very much of it. And one of the breaks, I went home and I was just telling my mom all of my symptoms. And my mom was like, those are not, I mean, those are not normal. I think we should get you checked. We went, got checked by a doctor. Um, my, turned out my thyroid levels were not normal. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where it started. A lot of uh, red flags. We went to a bunch of different endocrinologists, just kind of getting different um, opinions. Like opinions. Mm -hmm. Yes. And one of them wanted to put me on medication right away. Right. Uh, she was like, this is, this is it. This is how you, you know, these are your numbers. Yes. Put you on this. Right. right. Um, which, which I feel like it's you know pretty common, common thing for coming from someone that works with women that have yes, issues. It's yes. It's probably 99% common. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, I didn't know that at the time, but, it, but I was like, Okay, I guess this doctor's telling me to get on medication. I guess I have to be on medication. And also a lot of curiosity kicked in when they were asking about my, you know, how I grew up, my mm -hmm. family history, all that stuff. And me and my mom just kind of had a lot of curiosity because of those doctor's appointments. So ended up getting on that medication. Um, but my mom's like, I just don't feel, and this is go back, goes going back to my mom. I feel like I owe a lot of my health dirty to my mom. She was like, I just don't feel like that's, that's the end. You yeah. know, at the time we didn't know any better, but she was just like unsettled. This is just not where I want my child to be. Have yeah. thyroid issues, feeling this way, and then boom, medication. Yeah. For the rest of her life, really, because that's what they told me. And well, let's pause it there. Let's pause it there because coming from an integrative approach, anytime yeah. you're the idea of, and because I know you, you align with this. But for our audience, coming from an integrative approach, the idea of integrating medicine, healthcare, um, lifestyle, all of that, it, the idea is that they are all integrated. They're all interconnected. Mm -hmm. And by having a symptom, the symptom is not the end of the story, right? right. Like if we think about a tree. A tree has roots that are under the ground that we do not see. We see that trunk. We see the leaves. Maybe we see the fruit if it's a fruit producing tree. And those thyroid, that brain fog, like that brain fog to me are the leaves and maybe those thyroid numbers might be the branches, but those certainly are not the root. Right. And that's basically that's what you guys amazing. were saying. Yeah. Like, okay. But why are we addressing 
why are we addressing the branches and the leaves when in our gut, we feel like this is a root problem. And I think that's something that a lot of us, we step into the doctor's office, just like you said, I'm not a doctor. I'm not trained in this. So we feel inadequate to ask questions or like, we're not supposed to, you know, don't, don't challenge what the doctor says. Like, let's just go and get along and say, okay, and move on. Right. And I think that was the norm, but so many people are waking up to no, like I have, I have, um, autonomy here. Like I have choice in the matter and mm-hmm. it's certainly within our rights to ask those questions Absolutely. and good on you, good on your mom, because in your journey, in, in our story, that's right where you guys are at this point. Yes. Okay, yes. So y'all's spidey senses were tingling. Something more is going on. So right. what was, what was next? Yeah. So my mom was like, I just don't, I don't feel like this is it. Either way, um, she was researching a lot, a lot of like what to look for, how to heal your body, how to heal your thyroid, specifically your thyroid at that time. I was on medication, but it wasn't making me feel good, better. It wasn't making me feel good. It was almost like just wasn't cooperating with me. And maybe it was just, I just wasn't meant to be on it. Mm-hmm. So I was on it for a couple of weeks and my mom was like, just I can't do this anymore. We're not doing this. We're going to figure this out. Well, let's start off with food, cleaning up our diet, which at the time, it didn't seem like we were cleaning up that much, but there mm-hmm. were certain things from what we read online that were like, Hey, eat these things, eat these, you know, specific foods to help your thyroid function at to, to its better, like best ability. Do you remember, I know it's been a number of years at this point, but for you specifically, what were some changes you made? to address it and did, and didn't work? Like, did you start to see a little bit of relief from those symptoms? Yes. Yes. So not to, to the extent of where obviously I am now, but definitely trying to figure out how I could eat, especially in college to where I wasn't eating a whole lot of, um, sugars. I wasn't eating a whole lot of dairy. I wasn't eating a whole lot of gluten. Um, just from what we were, nobody had told us this, this was just online information that we were gathering. I was trying to limit a lot of this stuff with the knowledge that I had been. Mm-hmm. And um, we were trying to figure that out. Fast forward to end of college. I was still feeling a little not my best self, right? Um, then at that time started going, oh, no. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you guys this. <laughs> during, during college, I kept going every year to an endocrinologist to, just to get checked. And I kept um, getting ultrasounds for my thyroid. They kept telling me I had a nodule. They also kept telling me at, at some point I would have to go in and get my one of my thyroid glands removed or get my nodule in one of my thyroid glands removed. And we did not take that very well. Obviously, yeah. we were like, okay, we need to kick this up to a different year and really heal from this. And that's when fast forward, I graduated from college, just like a couple of years in, I started seeing a functional medicine doctor in Montgomery, which I just would drive. Uh, she was like one of the only ones in the state that really was a naturopath. She was an MD, but with a different tract. Mm-hmm. And she really helped me a ton. Um, we did a lot of tests. We did a lot of labs. Um, lot of testing, lots of questions. She sat one-on-one with me, which I think really helped and listened to everything I had to say and really took my health to the next level. 
And I was able to eliminate a lot of foods. I was able to get on certain supplements that were going to help my body really kick my thyroid up to function to the best of its ability. And to this day, I'm pretty, you know, leveled out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then, um, that was like a couple of years ago. And then I think the most recent health journey I've had that applies before we dive into this one. I'm yes. Okay. Okay. But a good learning lesson here too. I love the phrase test. Don't guess. Mm-hmm. which is exactly what you did, right? Like there are certain supplements that are all that, that are generally beneficial for the population or yeah. certain medications that are generally helpful. But if you really, like I, you know, we're not doctors, we are just sharing right. anecdotally. This is what we've experienced in our lives. This is what we've encountered. But if you're listening and you're like, okay, my flags, like my light bulb's going off. I'm really resonating with what Carla's saying pursue someone that will sit down and listen to you if you want to take that functional approach and have the testing done so that you can have a really specific tailored approach. So I think that's a good lesson in the test. Don't guess he like, get, get the data, get the data yeah. and make, make the, yeah. make the and another thing I would add to that would be, be your own best health advocate. Like no one knows your body better than you. No one knows your symptoms better than you. And if you could take note of everything that you feel, you know, and fast forward or go back in the past and see if that's something that you felt for a while, I wrote everything down. I could, I could not physically be in a, in a, in a good mental space to be like, is this normal? Is this not normal? Is this me? Is this not me? And there were just a lot of symptoms that I was like, I need to write these down and make sure that someone can hear me out and really, really see my symptoms and get to the root cause of why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling, because these may be common, but they're not normal. Yes. Right. Um, and so it was just a lot of like having those conversations with different people and then finding the right person who could really listen, really take my health to the next level and be like, Hey, I get you. I see you. I see your symptoms this is what we're going to do about this because this is the root cause of why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. Yeah. And that is for sure a game changer. Um, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, So fast forward, fast forwarding thyroid pretty doing pretty well. Right. Worked with the functional doctor. Um, and now, now what? Yes. And that's, and at one point I did get into, um, food, right. Really knowing the ingredients really, having a whole food diet of just, Hey, where can I get all of the, no prepackaged, no, you know, whole food ingredients, whole food meals. Um, I really kind of got into that world and then transitioned into how my products and my everyday personal care products were affecting my hormones. And a lot of that had to do with my thyroid. And so that's kind of where I, my health journey with products, and what I was bringing into my home kind of changed. Um, so that that's a background, you know, I was already into that wellness space, mm-hmm. but fast forward to now, probably two years ago, I started feeling again, a lot of symptoms that were common, but not normal for me. I started writing them down. I was, so here's the list of the things I was Please. struggling with, yeah, right? Brain fog, low energy, fatigue. Um, I was nauseous a lot. I had, uh, I'm trying to think again, um, uh, depression, anxiety, 
stuff that I had never struggled with in the past, just not being able to get out of bed, struggling with really anxious thoughts mentally. I could not, I, I wasn't, I just wasn't there. I wasn't fully there. I was in another world. What, I, what, I, how I explain it to my husband, Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I was just not okay. I was tired all the time. Um, I had a really bad, uh, skin issues, mm-hmm. which I didn't think anything about it. I was just like, wow, I just have really rashy spots, dry, itchy spots. I had a dry, itchy scalp that was itching all the time. Um, so all these things, right. And then I had really just gross stomach issues. Mm-hmm. I was pretty like, was pretty gluten-free for the most part. But at, at the times where I did have gluten, I was just very sensitive to it, very sensitive to certain foods. I was overall just not doing well, right? This was two years of this. Two mm. years of also going to different doctors and going to dermatologists for my dry, itchy scalp, going to different doctors and not getting any answers. Running labs, not getting any answers. And by then, I probably should have known. I've done this before. I've done this before. <laughs> Why do I feel like, no, like I need to do this a different route? I even went to my functional medicine doctor and they ran and she's the one who helped me with my thyroid, but they ran a lot of tests. They ran, um, the food sensitivity test. They did a stool test thinking it could be parasites because that's what I, what, for my research, I thought I'm pretty sure probably what it is. Right. Um, and I did tell my husband that he said, Carla, we don't live in a third world country. I kid you not. That is, was, those were his words. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. I told my family, I'm like, I think I have parasites. No one believed me. The test didn't come back saying I had parasites, which was crazy, right? So my functional medicine doctor was like, Carla, from from for the most part, you're okay. But here's what you what I do see in your labs: you have Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid issue, right? And you, this is how she verbatim said it to me. She said you are on your way to lupus. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what does that mean? She said, okay, so you're in Alabama and lupus is in California, but you're getting out of the Alabama state lines. We all, what we need to do is put road blockers in the way to not get you there. Mm -hmm. Lupus. And I'm like, I feel like my, my whole, my heart dropped. Yeah. Like I was not okay at that moment. I'm like, okay. I thought I was well, I thought I was good with my thyroid and now I have Hashimoto's and maybe lupus mm-hmm. and a leaky gut at the time too, because of my stomach issues and my, you know, your skin is your largest mm-hmm. organ. So if stuff is coming out of your skin, it's most likely affected by your gut. Right. For sure. So I left my functional medicine doctor like that and I'm like, great. Awesome. I love this for me. Yeah. In full desperation, I started researching and doing my own research and I'm like, okay, how do you get rid of parasites? What do I do? Because I'm pretty sure I have parasites. I'm pretty sure there's some kind of mold toxicity levels in this house. I don't know. I, we live in an old house. Yeah. All of things could happen, right? In desperation, I reached out to a, a friend on Instagram. We had done beauty counter together. We had been following each other for a while. And I know she had been posting a lot of stuff about parasites on her stories and on feed, right. She was, she was a holistic health. She is a holistic health practitioner. And I reached out to her in voice memos 
I'm pretty sure I was crying. I need to look back at those, but I'm pretty sure I was crying in those voice memos, just being like, these are my symptoms. I do not feel good. I don't know where else to go. No, I feel like no one's listening to me. I'm pretty sure I have parasites. These are my symptoms. Mm-hmm. Like, help me. Where do I go? What can I do? Because yeah. This cannot be my life. Right. I had gotten, I had reached the point of desperation. I had reached the point of like, this is not normal. I refuse to accept this. Yes. I refuse to accept this. And I do not want to feel like this anymore. And she reached out back and she was like, Carla, I'm pretty sure you do have parasites. Yes. Those sound, those, those symptoms align with what, with what I do. Why don't we get on a discovery call and see if this is something we can work together with. And at the time I had probably spent so much money on labs on doctor's visits, on all the things. I was just like, but I don't care. I want to feel good. Yes. And I got on a discovery call with her and she was like, I think I can help you. I'm pretty sure this, this, and this are your root causes. If we nail this, you're going, you're going to feel better. And that was one of the moments after two years of like someone really seeing me, seeing my symptoms, really resonating with what I felt and being like, I can help you. Mm. And I, I'm pretty sure I was crying the entire discovery call. Just, I'm going to feel better. Like this yeah. is the first step, right? I, I, I was, I was done. This was enough. I was done feeling the way that I was feeling. I needed help. I needed someone else to take charge with me, and I couldn't just keep doing it on Google. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yes. Um. So yeah, connected with her. Happened. And sure enough, so did she run further testing or just based on symptoms y'all assumed and then kind of treated what you assumed was going on? Yeah, so she, yeah, well, I had run already a lot of tests with my functional medicine doctor and she took a lot of those, which I'm super thankful for. And I had a hormone test that I had, you know, was about to take and she was like, let's pause on that. Make sure run these labs because I'm pretty sure based on your zinc and iron levels, parasites feed, feed on those. And once I see your labs, I'm going to be able to tell you your next steps. Right. Mm-hmm. But this was an eight month long journey. Um, yeah, it was long healing, healing in the holistic way takes a long time and you have to just buckle down and know that like there's light at the end of the tunnel and you will feel better, but your, your body needs to heal your internal, everything needs to heal. And it takes time. Um, I but- think it's so important. Just, I hope everyone hears that and just lets that sink in because you're right. Like we're so used to in the standard medical community in America, Amazon, I can order something and get, get it at my doorstep in a few hours, like instantaneous. But yeah. if we're really looking at this long-term holistic route, you are right. It takes time. Just like if, if our, if your child falls and scrapes their knee, it's not healed within 24 hours. It can be days, weeks of bandages, scabs, scars that then take time. So that's a really good point. Just to, to remind people, like stay the course, stay consistent, stay hopeful. Um, because time, time is, is really something that is essential. And I'm not going to say it wasn't hard. It was actually very hard. But I knew at the end of it that I was going to feel my best self, that I was going to help my body and provide tools for my body to heal because our bodies are so intricately, intricately and beautifully made that it could, it can regenerate. It could heal. Mm -hmm. We just need to give it the right 
food, nutrition, and the right resources to help it. And if we are doing the opposite of, you know, not helping it work to its best of its ability, then what are we doing? You know, we're not, we're not moving forward. We're not creating an environment in some way, shape or form. What is that environment that we're creating that we're allowing our bodies to do? Yeah. Right. It's not, we're not stagnant beings. So, um, but I do love that. You're right. Our bodies were intricate, intricately made (laughs) to be able to heal. You are right. We're so, we are complex. And at the end of the day, our body's goal is to survive. Mm -hmm. It's going to do what it, do what it has to do to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So you met with this practitioner, you guys kind of set off on the course to healing naturally, getting rid of these parasites and then repleting what was depleted as far as nutrients, vitamins, minerals, supplements. Yeah. So we worked on mostly, we worked on food at the beginning. That was like the foundation to what we started off was making sure I was getting my good fats, making sure I was getting enough protein, making sure I was hydrating enough getting enough electrolytes and minerals, um, making sure that I was just feeding myself properly so that we can get into the next few things because the next few things involved a lot of lymphatic work, a lot of nervous system work, and then starting and preparing my body for pre-parasite cleanse because I needed to open my detox pathways. I needed to be able to sweat. I needed to be able to work out and, you know, poop well and yeah so okay so for those listening like your lymphatic is your drainage system it kind of collects a lot of toxins and junk that we build up in our body like Mm -hmm. it's part of our filtration system so what carla's talking about when it comes to opening up those drainage passageways um there's of course you can kind of like massage and do the lymphatic drainage that way um which is which is cool but like the the biggest easiest way to remember of how to help and assist your body in draining the lymphatic system is to open up the three pathways. It's the three P's. It's easy to remember, perspire, poop, pee. Okay. So hydrating to pee, eating in a way that your stools are regularly moving and then sweating consistently. Those are the three main pathways to help your body basically clear out to flush the system. So I love that you hit on that. I think that's something everyone can listen to and take away today to start. Well, and I realized during that time that I, I, I did not sweat well. Like I, it took a lot for me to sweat and it took up until that point for me to be like, wow, my detox pathways were not cleared. were not open because I wasn't sweating normally. Now I go outside and I'm like sweating, sweating, (laughs) which is amazing. Sweating is amazing. I love it. And now I'm like, my body is working. It's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Like how exciting. Oh my goodness. You okay. Know? So you were food baseline, like right. base foundation. We're cleaning up our diet, whole food focused, love the healthy fats. That's um all right. So that's the main groundwork. And then building on top of that is opening up the detox pathways. Yep. And then you this is was specific to you was the parasite cleanse. Yeah. Um, which, you know, briefly. Was that like a supplement, like a, like, um, a, a very specific catered to you supplement regimen? Was it certain medications? Like, what did that look like? Yeah. Yeah. So I was depleted in a lot of vitamins and minerals. So I started off with the food and everything. And then the detox pathways, I was already taking supplements to kind of re re up my supply of whatever I was depleted in. So I was taking a lot of 
zinc. I was taking, um, what are the other things I was saying? Iron. You said iron. Iron. Yes. Yeah. I was taking yeah. iron. I was taking some beef liver. I was, um, taking vitamin D, but I was also doing it naturally, like going outside, making sure I was getting enough vitamin D in the morning for my circadian rhythm, all that stuff. And, um, yeah, with food, I was also gluten-free because the gluten was not helping my stomach, uh, because of the glyphosate and everything in our food system world. Yes. And then kind of started my pre-parasite cleanse, which was kind of what I just said, detoxing a lot of nervous system work, a lot of lymphatic Epsom salt baths, dry brushing, making sure that everything was flowing well. Mm -hmm. And that's when I got started on a 10, well, it extended to 12 weeks of a parasite cleanse. And I did that just with, with herbal supplements. Awesome. Okay. So at the end of those 12 weeks, what was the comparison of how you were feeling pre 12 weeks to post 12 weeks? Well, night and day. Yeah, absolutely. Night and day. Like, and I, and, and I literally saw, this is maybe TMI for this podcast, but TMI, um, <laughs> I saw parasites. I saw a lot of parasites and it was wild, wild. I have never seen anything like it. And I showed my husband cause I was like, you said validation for a country. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good lesson. I mean, truly yeah. we, can pick up, we can pick up parasites anywhere. If your food is coming from dirt, right. I mean, it didn't even have to be be specifically coming from dirt. It's all kinds of surfaces. And so, um, certainly wash your food properly. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're outside and you're getting, you know, don't obviously chew on your, your, you know, bite your nails, that kind of thing, like typical hygiene, um, and trying to protect ourselves kind of on the front end of preserving right. diet, eating well, managing stress, all of that anyways, to help fight against parasites. But if you have heard Carla's story, you hear her symptoms and you think like, don't think you're crazy. It's a possibility. No, no. You don't have to go do a mission trip or live abroad yeah. to contract parasites. Yeah. And we really all like what I've been learning over this process. We really all have parasites in us. It's a very natural thing and it's fine, but it's when it gets to the point of a parasite infection that like you really overgrowth. Yes. That you really start to see symptoms. Okay. So kind of putting a bow on that, then you really healed your gut and got some validation that yes, you did in fact have parasites, but I love that you took that time, you know, considering it was quite the journey time-wise, you still took the initiative and trusted the process to know like, no, Hey, I can actually heal myself from a holistic route. We're not going to put a bandaid on it and just throw medication at it, but really heal from within so that this isn't a long, a lifelong thing that I'm dealing with. And I, I'm going to venture to guess that you're not on the highway to California to get no. in. With this no. right? yeah, so thankfully, um, we, so basically all of this to say, I took some labs, right. That I did the stool test and the food sensitivity test with my functional medicine doctor. And those came back, like my stool test came back normal, which is crazy because when you have parasites, but when you have so much so many parasites that it's a parasite infection. They're so into your intestinal wall that they don't, it almost nothing comes up in a, in a stool test. So I took it, I paid for it. Nothing happened. Right. I've also paid for a food sensitivity test and everything came back super high. All the foods I was eating came back super high. And it was like, well, this is a list of things that are 
are making you sensitive. And sometimes that happens when you have a gut issue, right? So your your gut was basically inflamed. So you were reacting to everything. Yes. And I shouldn't have taken those two tests because they weren't going to show me anything. When I already knew I had a gut issue, all these tests were going to come up. Of course. You know what I mean? So um, I did those. Shouldn't have, because I should have, I should have started with knowing with the labs, you know, with a practitioner. Um, And then I started the healing process, the eight months, we took the second set of labs at the end, just to make sure kind of putting a little nice little bow on it, make sure everything was working properly. And it came back to where I, in my practitioner's words, she said, you're basically in remission. Like you have zero Hashimoto's, you have zero signs of lupus. You are on your way because the last thing we did after the parasite cleanse was the gut healing. So I was on a supplement and then a probiotic. Um, And she was like, just continue taking that. You're going to continue to heal your gut. But based off your labs, you you are in the girl. Yes. Your thyroid working properly. You have no signs of thyroid issues. You have no signs of parasites anymore. And you're on your way to healing your gut. So continue doing what you were doing. And obviously I've, I already had a basis of where, how my foods were, you know, how I was doing food and nutrition, but that kind of really solidified it for me and was like, okay, a lot of the things that I was eating were maybe not helping me. So how can I clean it up even more? Mm -hmm. And now I'm like completely like I, we really don't eat out much. Yes. Just because I, I know what it does to my body and I know what it does to my stomach. And I rather, I, I, I've, I've learned to find joy in food and learn to find joy in cooking. Even if it's not my, my thing that I loved and loved all my life, but I know the things I'm putting into my body. And right now that makes such a big difference. It's so good. I've, I've been on the ugly side of this. I've been on the end where I, I do not ever want to go back. I don't ever want to feel like that again. And so what can I put in place to help my body rather than work against it and move towards just feeling my best all the time. Well, that's your, your story. Oh my goodness. I think it's so valuable for so many. I mean, it's just keep asking the questions, keep digging. We have that know of we have that knowledge, just like you were saying, you know, your body best and you just knew you just, it was not sitting right. And so you continue to pursue it. And I'm, I'm suspicious that maybe the parasitic infection had been going on for years, Oh, absolutely. you know, especially absolutely. with the thyroid things that presented early in college, you might've been dealing with this for six, yeah. seven, eight years. Yeah. Well, that's but- what my practitioner, Sarah actually said. So you hit the nail on the spot. She was like, Carla, you have gotten, you have had symptoms for such a long time, probably that you then started showing symptoms two years ago, but you could have had this for this is a long time coming. Yes. And I think that's why it took so long for the healing process was because it was years and years and years. I mean, so much so that nothing came out in my stool test. Yes. They it were so embedded. Yes. And embedded into my intestinal wall that like everything was coming out clean. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, well, I want to just go back as we, as we wrap up, I do want to touch on the importance of our products because even, cause that's how we know each other. I, I feel like we'd be remiss not to cover oh, this yeah. part of health. 
because this is something, especially us as women, men too, but us as women, we're exposed to so much um, endocrine disrupting chemicals on a daily basis. And something that your journey has reminds me and makes me think of too, even though it was such a long healing process and you had a lot of speed bumps and probably frustrations along the way, you Mm -hmm. still collected a lot of knowledge and tools in your tool belt to be able to now, like you're on the other side of it and you went through an intense protocol to help with the parasites. But beyond that, just a lot of the tools and lifestyle changes that you picked up are good for anyone, regardless of whether or not we're fighting a, a serious infection. And one of those being our products, right? So can you talk a little bit about, um, obviously you and I both love and align with um, Beauty Counter. Is It's a safer beauty brand for those that are not sure what exactly we're talking about. Beauty Counter is a safer beauty brand. And by that, I mean safer ingredient products that are not going to be exposing you to endocrine disrupting chemicals. And right. those chemicals, and, and just kind of to put a generalization over endocrine disrupting chemicals, they're chemicals that our body comes into contact, whether we inhale it coming from a hairspray, putting it on our skin from a lotion, spraying from a perfume, our body um, takes in those products that contain those chemicals that then act as hormones. So they're not hormones, but they disrupt the endocrine system, which is a hormone system in our bodies. And Mm -hmm. our hormones guide everything from um, energy levels to digestion to um, sleep. I mean, anything you can think of, our hormones are at play with that. So that's why it's so important that you really want to vet the the products that you're using because those are things that it's kind of like a drop in a bucket every day. Mm -hmm. A little bit one day may, may not make a difference, but a lifetime of use can really do some damage to the endocrine system. So tell me how you kind of um, delved into changing your products, maybe some differences you saw when you did so. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm super passionate about this topic. I so much so that like, it's like, it works really much, really hand in hand with food, because I think just as much as we want to nourish inside of our bodies, our skin is our largest organ. And I want to nourish my, my skin as well. I want to nourish what goes on top of my body because that is going to go into my bloodstream. Mm -hmm. Um, right there. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it takes, it takes nothing, a couple seconds for something that you put on top of your skin to be absorbed into your bloodstream. And so I'm super, super, you know, to, 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 to add to that, this is an Uh, example, like for people that are like naysayers are a little skeptical about mm -hmm. what we're sharing. Think about the nicotine patch or birth control. Like Mm -hmm. what are those, how, how are those administered? They're administered topically through a sticker, a patch that goes on you. How big is that patch? Maybe an inch in diameter, right? Not, but it's enough to totally change your cycle to keep you from getting pregnant, to keep you from ovulating to help you, um, fight addiction, right? Like if something that small can make that much of an impact, mm-hmm. what about lotion that we're covering our entire body in? Oh right? yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, those two definitely go hand in hand. And when you start to think about your food choices, right, which is where I started, you start to think about what you're putting inside your body, what you're nourishing your, your insides with, you start to think about, about like, okay, what am I putting on top of my body? Is that hurting me? Is that helping me? And that's kind of where, where the curiosity kind of stepped in for me is like, I was doing all this stuff with my food and cleaning up my, my diet, 
but then I was still putting on straight fragrance and perfume on like straight on my neck, on my thyroid. What was your thyroid gland? <laughs> I, thought, I was like, you know, putting it on my glands. Then I was like, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And so I started looking into it. I started researching and a lot of it came up like so many products because nothing is regulated. Well, I say nothing D- close to nothing is regulated. Nothing. That's a fair assessment zero regulation when it comes to our personal care products and what companies are allowed to put into their products and then put on the shelves, which we don't know any better. We don't know any of this stuff. We're just picking up stuff on the shelves of our grocery stores and thinking that they're safe for us when in reality they're, they're not. And it's so sad. And this is why we do the work that we do. Speaking of me and Katie, we want to share, we want to bring that awareness. We want to help people make safer choices, safer choices with their food, but also safer choices with their personal products because it does affect us. It does affect our hormones. It mimics estrogen. It mimics hormones. It um, doesn't help with asthma and respiratory issues. Like think about a candle, right? You are breathing that in and that is all fragrance. Who knows what that's, that's a loophole. Yeah. And, and for people listening, fragrance is something that is commonly found in anything scented. Yes. An easy thing to do, an easy way to vet, like, okay, I want to get fragrance out of my house. Just flip over the products, your hand soaps, your shampoos, your perfumes. If it says the word fragrance or perfume on it, then you can probably just trash, trash it. And the reason being is what Carlo was saying, as far as the loophole goes, is companies are not required to disclose the ingredients that comprise that fragrance. So it could be, it could be two ingredients. It could be, you know, um, coconut essential oil and rose or something, but it could also be 75 other chemically created ingredients that are, are designed in a lab. They've never been tested on animal or human. So we have absolutely no idea how they are actually impacting the body and they can be packaged up into any old product and sent on the shelves. Yeah. Usually there's like no human safety testing. No testing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which, which, you know, from an ethical standpoint, certainly like that's not a bad thing. Like we don't, we don't necessarily want to test on humans, but at the same time, if we don't have that testing, we don't know, like kind of blindly walking into a dark room, hoping everything goes well, well, we're setting ourselves up for injury. Right. (laughs) Yes. And we start to think about like how, illnesses and diseases and cancer is skyrocketing right now. I just don't know. I, I feel like there's just something to be said about that. There's something to be said about the lack of regulation in our personal care industry, the lack of knowledge and education in that field. And then so many products are considered carcinogenic, which when you think about that word, what does that word mean? It's cancer causing agents, right? So ingredients that could potentially cause cancer. And we're like, and then we wonder why there's so many, so many illnesses and diseases skyrocketing right now. And it's like, we need to wake up to that fact. We need to open our eyes and really, I'm not saying completely switch out all of your stuff, but just open your eyes to the possibility that that may not be helping your body. So what does that look like for you and your family? Does that look like swapping out some products to a better alternative? Absolutely do it because one thing, one swap, one change at a time could lessen your toxic load in your body. And like going back to what we were talking about, our toxic load in our bodies and 
our um, lymphatic drainage, like there's no, there's only so much toxicity that our body can take, right? Yeah. We, have you ever seen that the glass like jar and we're like constantly putting water and then the spigot at the bottom, it's just like our, our, you know, overwhelmed. Yes. Our excretion process. Like there's, <laughs> you were constantly like putting it's water much. and it's our bodies yeah. not handle that much toxicity. So how do we open our eyes to that and lessen our toxic load with one thing at a time, you know, one product at a time, one safer swap, one change in your diet. Right. So it's, yeah, you can get me on that topic for days. I know. Cause it's so but, important. And I think yeah. people are waking up to it, but the message needs to be continued to be spread because um, I mean, people need to know that yeah. it, it, it's, this is not to be dramatic, but it, it can be life or death over time, over yeah. time. So certainly something to get dogmatic so over, but like you were saying, we can, we can help our, help our bodies, right? Yeah. Just lesser. Yeah. We're not going to, we're never going to be in an environment where we're totally free of toxic exposure. That's just not, that's just not reality in 2020. That's the world we live in. No, it's yeah, not. Yeah. if we're, if we're here, that's what we're, that's a part of life, but we can certainly lessen the burden. Yes. Um, okay. Carla, this has been the best conversation. So I think people are going to enjoy it and also get some really good nuggets and yeah. you're out there and you're just scratching your head or you're feeling frustrated. Let Carla be the light for you. Let her testimony be, be some hope for you in a dark period, because we can, we all have the right to keep asking questions and pursuing health. Yeah. Um, and Carla, sure. where can my friends find you? Mostly on Instagram. I'm on Instagram all the time. And my handle is Carla P underscore Grice, G-R-I-C-E. And awesome. I'll link that too, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Carla. It's been a pleasure and everyone go follow Carla. Yes. Give her some love and thank you for being so generous with your time. Thank you for listening to Simply Functional Nutrition with Katie. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, I would appreciate a five-star rating and share with your friends. Learn more at simplyspencer.com and be sure to follow me on Instagram at simplyspencer.